Good morning, hello, and welcome to episode 10 of EV Brief, your weekly EV podcast where I bring uh, some of the most interesting electric vehicle news uh, straight from all corners of the world. It's Monday, June 17, and on today's show, I'll be looking at the new Northvolt lithium-ion cell gigafactory in Sweden, uh, which is actually a large joint venture between a number of European companies. Uh, I'll be taking a look uh, at some more partnerships this week with Volkswagen and Ford announcing a deal to work together. Uh, Also, Fiat Chrysler has announced that uh, it will be offering a comprehensive charging solution for plug-in electric vehicles, along with an extensive EV lineup from 2022. And Clean Technica has done a great uh, breakdown of Tesla's new self-driving computer. We'll take a quick look at that. These stories and more on today's show. This is EV Brief. Okay, so firstly, let's look at uh, battery cell production and Swedish battery manufacturer Northvolt this week raised 900 million euro for its first uh, lithium-ion cell gigafactory to be built in Sweden. The joint venture, including car makers BMW and Volkswagen, aims for an initial capacity of uh, 16 gigawatt hours annually and up to 32 gigawatt hours in the future. For comparison, Tesla's Gigafactory 1 uh, battery output was hovering around the 23 to 25 gigawatt hours uh, in quarter one this year and uh, is expected to be enough production for 350,000 to 400,000 vehicles this year. The uh, Northvolt factory is expected to commence construction in August and already 10 billion euros worth of production has been sold to key customers through to 2030. Volkswagen has been vocal about becoming the market leader in affordable electric vehicles and this agreement also confirms an additional battery factory to be built by Volkswagen and Northvolt in Salzgitter, Germany, which uh, will be ready to commence production from 2024, putting out around 16 gigawatt hours of batteries per year initially. Clearly, Volkswagen uh, wants to make sure they don't face any of the cell supply challenges that they're currently facing with the uh, Audi e-tron and that Jaguar and Mercedes-Benz are also experiencing at the moment. Staying with uh, Volkswagen now, and Bloomberg brings us news that uh, a deal between the German automaker and Ford is close to being finalised. Not only are the two car companies looking to co-produce commercial vehicles like vans and utilities, uh, they're also planning to collaborate on EV technology and self-driving technology. All across the automotive industry, sales have been slowing and uh, costs rising over the last couple of years, and this plan aims to help both companies uh, add scale and save costs, according to Bloomberg. VW is looking to lift its valuation on the DAX index as well and improve its performance in China and the United States. VW CEO Herbert Diess uh, has gone on record saying, quote, Without a strong presence in the US, uh, still our weakest region, global trade conflicts risk uh, putting us in a dire situation. Today we are a company that's strongly influenced by China. We need a counterweight in the US. Now key to this uh, will be the deal with Ford to lower production and development costs and uh, also the sale of its shares in truck business uh, Traton, uh, which is known for brands such as Man and uh, Scania. Uh, also estimated to be worth around 19 billion US dollars. Uh, this is just the latest uh, in the consolidation of the global automotive manufacturing sector with uh, joint ventures sprouting left, right and centre. As I mentioned last week, we saw deals between Subaru and Toyota and uh, BMW and uh, Jaguar Land Rover also coming together. We will wait to see uh, in which direction Fiat Chrysler looks after its joint venture with Renault fell through recently. I'll keep you updated on that one. 
And for another convenient segue, the next topic is uh, about Fiat Chrysler and the company has announced it will be beginning to embrace the future with a partnership between the automaker and two European utilities, uh, NLX and NG, uh, developing a charging system across 17 countries. The deal is set to include charging stations, uh, wallbox charges for customers and cost-efficient access to public charging utilities. Mike Manley, CEO of uh, Fiat Chrysler Automobiles, said uh, these partnerships are built on the e-mobility strategy we announced last year as part of our five-year business plan. We are assembling an ecosystem of partners, products and services across multiple markets to meet and exceed the rapidly evolving expectations of our customers for electrified vehicles. Now, Fiat Chrysler is expected to launch its first uh, plug-in EVs in the coming months with the Fiat 500 electric and Jeep Renegade uh, plug-in hybrid electric. Twelve months ago, Mike Manley launched Jeep's five-year product plan, uh, outlining the company's ambitions to uh, plug gaps in its product offerings and cover 100% of the market by 2022. This also includes having 10 plug-in hybrid vehicles by 2022 and four battery-only electric vehicles by 2022. Jeep is also planning to offer a vehicle with uh, Level 3 autonomy by 2021. Now, Level 3 autonomy denotes vehicles that are capable of managing steering, brake and throttle control on freeways and highways, but uh, require driver supervision to take over when conditions require it. On to electric public transportation now, and in Australia and across the globe really, we're used to jumping on electric trains and electric light rail vehicles, but still we seem pretty comfortable with buses that rumble through our local streets, uh, spewing diesel particulates everywhere. If you've ever cycled behind a diesel bus or sat uh, on the street next to an idling bus, you'll uh, you'll also think how dumbfounding it is that these ancient relics are still allowed in our dense cities. Though an electric bus trial is set to commence in Sydney next month, aside from China and a few European cities, there there really seems to be very few other regions getting on board the EV bus, so to speak. Bloomberg brings us an interview with Ryan Popple, the CEO of US electric bus manufacturer ProTerra. Now, Popple believes that the market is shifting towards electric buses because of simple economics. He asserts that the energy cost of operating an electric bus is about US uh, 20 cents per mile over its lifetime versus 75 cents per mile for a diesel bus. Popple says that the main deterrent to uh, moving towards electric buses is the higher upfront cost. So to counter this, Proterra is operating a battery leasing model uh, to allow customers to lease the battery separately from the vehicle. Proterra guarantees the performance of the battery through the life of the vehicle. Ryan Popple makes an interesting point in relation to the uptake of electric buses in that, uh, in the US at least, procurement officers for the transit agencies are basically on autopilot when it comes to asset purchases. He says it's not that diesel companies are good at marketing, but that uh, everyone just assumes when procurement time comes up that they're just going to carbon copy the last version of the contract and hand that uh, to the vendor. He says that fossil fuel maintains its market share by people not uh, paying attention. I'd actually agree with this and say that this kind of information isn't really made available to the public easily. I mean, we've got an electric bus trial kicking off here in Sydney in two weeks and I can hardly find any information on that, let alone uh, contracts for purchases of new assets by transit agencies.
If any listeners have electric buses in your area or if you catch an electric bus regularly, uh, drop me a line, uh, get in touch and I'd love to hear about how they're going. Right, moving on to Tesla now and uh, Clean Technica brings us a comprehensive look at the Californian car maker's new HW3 self-driving computer. Uh, I'll link to the article in the show notes for those who are interested in all the technical details of which there are many. Now the basics on this computer first, and for those who may not have seen a car's computer before, it it looks quite like a circuit board. Uh, Imagine a printed circuit board in a home computer, like a video card or a sound card or motherboard. It's covered in chips and circuits with uh, outputs and plugs on the side, just like you'd find in your desktop computer or laptop. Uh, Teslas have multiple cameras uh, on them, and these cameras actually just plug straight into the side of the board. Now in the centre of the board are components that you will also find in your uh, laptop or desktop computer. Chips, uh, RAM and flash memory. Now the RAM is actually very similar to what is used in most high-end smartphones. In the middle of uh, these elements are two little metal pieces marked uh, Tesla and this is where the magic happens. Each of these Tesla branded systems are around uh, 26 centimeters squared and contain a full system within their miniaturised housing. There are basically four components within a graphics processing unit or GPU, a central processing unit or CPU, and uh, two neural processing units. These components process all the data and information that is fed from cameras on the car, uh, from sensors monitoring things like speed and acceleration and GPS information, sensors monitoring uh, all the driver inputs, and also Tesla's information from its uh, neural software. Now what does all of this do? Uh, At the moment, uh, all this data and these chips enable Tesla to do the things that we regard to be pretty amazing, but are not technically classed as autonomous actions. These include making automatic lane changes, uh, using the radar and cameras for automatic cruise control, uh, summon mode and self-parking, and of course critical safety manoeuvres such as avoiding a vehicle that may have swerved in front of you or a pedestrian that has uh, run into the road. Now, ultimately, full self-driving or full autonomy is still a little while away, and Tesla is expecting its first iterations to be available later this year, and it's also going to take a while for the laws to catch up to this technology. At uh, last week's Tesla shareholder meeting, Elon Musk mentioned that he's currently driving two vehicles with two different versions of full self-driving prototype software, but he didn't elaborate on their specific features. Now, for those of us uh, who are still, let's say, a bit uh, untrusting of assigning full control to your car on the road, Musk uh, recently tweeted an interesting piece of information, actually, in response to this Clean Technica article. And uh, he said regarding the computer, quote, Like a twin-engine plane, use both engines to max for normal operation, but can safely operate on just one. Now, this is really interesting and something straight out of uh, the aviation engineering world, as he alludes to. Tesla's computer offers both hardware and software duplication, allowing for a backup contingency uh, in the event one computer fails. This kind of thinking is really unique in the automotive world and uh, combined with Tesla's battery cell technology and uh, ground-up vehicle design, I think it sets Tesla apart from the likes of uh, Volkswagen and Mercedes and Jaguar who are still a few years away from a uh, viable mass-market electric vehicle that doesn't share its platform architecture with a petrol or diesel-engined car. Uh, I guess uh, when the new Volkswagen ID3 comes out next year, that will be the first possible challenger in terms of a connected autonomous electric vehicle. And I certainly can't wait to see what uh, VW does with it. 
Now in our final piece of news this week, and apologies if you can hear the A320 landing overhead, uh, electric car startup Rivian has announced a partnership with the Honold Foundation, uh, started by Alex Honold. Uh, if you've seen the Oscar-winning documentary Free Solo, you'll know that uh, Alex is the amazing climber who uh, climbed El Capitan in Yosemite National Park without any ropes. Well, Alex uh, has a foundation and he has announced that Rivian will be providing uh, 135 kilowatt-hour battery packs from its development vehicles to create a micro power grid in Puerto Rico. Uh, This project demonstrates the possibilities of second life batteries, uh, that is batteries that are no longer suitable for use in cars or planes, say, but would be a perfect and more affordable way to bring green energy storage to more people globally. The Honolt Foundation's uh, microgrid will launch uh, next year in 2020 and store energy from solar panels for use when the main grid is down. It will also be used more regularly to offset the uh, very high cost of electricity in the U.S. Territory, where residents uh, currently pay around 22 to 23 cents per kilowatt hour, more than double that on the uh, U.S. mainland. It's worth noting, though, this is a similar amount to the average retail electricity price here in Australia. And that's episode 10 of EV Brief for Monday, June 17. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. And uh, if you enjoyed the show, uh, why not leave a review on iTunes? That would be really helpful. Of course, uh, get in touch with any feedback or suggestions you may have. You can reach me at theevbrief at gmail.com or via Twitter and Facebook. My name is Jonathan. Have a great week ahead and I'll see you on the next podcast.